and welcome back to the Corner of Gray Street podcast. This is episode 21, and I'm Bruce, and I'm joined by Nolan. Yo. What's up, dude? You staying warm? Oh, man, trying to. It is snowing. It is our first snow of the year, finally. It has finally stopped being 50 degrees and raining. I feel like I'm in Seattle over here on the East Coast. Don't like it, but we have some snow, about three inches right now and still going pretty strong so wow i'm liking it that's awesome we don't get that here no (laughs) but what we do get here is funky buddha beer and by the way actually i believe nolan you get funky buddha beer um up in north carolina now as they are distributing but you probably didn't get this funky buddha beer this is their Manhattan Double Rye Barrel-Aged Ale. And let me read a little bit of this to you, because first off, it's 12.7%. So, wow. Second off, Mm. it says, Evoking the rye drink, we blend a double rye ale aged in High West rye barrels with a Belgian triple ale aged in wine barrels and then infused with herbs and botanicals. And it is just like sipping on a Manhattan High West Distillery out in Park City, Utah, by the way, shout out Mm. to them, um, is where those rye barrels came from. And this is delicious. And Nolan, I am very intrigued to see how I feel by the end of this podcast. And I'm very intrigued at what you're drinking tonight. Well, I started uh, the night off with a little dogfish head, American Beauty Hazy Ripple IPA. Yes, the Grateful Dead Hazy IPA. And it reads... This unfiltered IPA is brewed with the ancient heirloom grain, spelt to cast a ripple of haze and dosed with a special yeast designed to liberate aromatic hop compounds in celebration of our long, strange trip together. Ooh. It was delicious. That sounds like Bill Walton talking. (laughs) It does. Oh, good old father time. (laughs) There's no one that can quote, there's no one that can quote Grateful Dead songs while just talking like Bill Walton. It is... It is a gift and a curse, I'm sure. Oh, he's one of my favorite people. He has an incredible book, uh, autobiography out that's very, very good. I've met him before, and he is an absolute legend. And I would say is right on par in the uh, legendary category as the current beer I'm drinking, and that is, of course, Cold Mountain. Had to bust it out for the snowy night but the Ooh. legendary Spice Winter Ale from Highland Brewing, which I've mentioned on here before. Yeah, it's, uh, it is very nice. I mean, friend of the podcast, Highland Brewing, favorite of the podcast, mm. Highland Brewing. We love that place. We love their beers, and we are starting to get those down here as well. I had a cold mountain yeah. this winter on tap down here in Jacksonville. So it is. thank you for Ooh. being able to distribute that. Um, Highland, we look forward to more, and I hate that I can't be in Asheville for every beer release that you put out. Um, I'm oh. very jealous every time Nolan sends me pictures or um, alerts that they're releasing new beers, and sometimes he is lucky enough to get them. Yes, I am. So let's start this episode off with a cheers, Bruce. Cheers, my man. And <laughs> did yes. you just bump it against the mic? That's awesome. Um, of course. <laughs> As we're cheersing to good drinks and good fortune, right now, currently, 
the Dave Matthews Band Warehouse is posting summer tour uh, seat assignments because confirmations came earlier this week of you were confirmed for being confirmed or confirmed for being declined. And now mm. you know where you will be sitting, where those seats actually are. And Nolan, that is bittersweet for almost all warehouse members. Um, it is an odd time where you either feel like you are the luckiest man on the planet, man or woman on the planet, or that you just want to, you know, kick someone in the shin. This is true, and we experienced the entire range of emotions, courtesy of the warehouse, but I think I actually had another emotion, and that was just sheer confusion when the warehouse told me that I was no longer a member, uh, because I definitely renewed, uh, tried to log in, and was told that my uh, grace period for renewal had ended, (laughs) although I had done it, uh, so... That was a little interesting, but yeah. you never know. Maybe, hey, they think I'm a new member. I'll get a better shot at some good seats or a pit, or you never know. But uh, that was not the case. But, Bruce, we ultimately got what we wanted uh, the most, and that was tickets to the gorge. For sure. Yeah. And we've got our three day lawn passes. And then um, secured our camping pass through the city pre-sale. So that's mm-hmm. awesome. We are pretty much set and ready to go ticket-wise. Um, I do not think we will be looking to upgrade. have heard some pit horror stories from out there at the Gorge. Some good, some bad. So I think we'll just kick it out there on the lawn. Good um, horror stories? Well, yeah, that was confusing. Um, <laughs> some good stories and then several horror stories from how crowded the Gorge pit can be. So no thank you on that. Um mm. But hopefully everyone was able to either secure their tickets um, through the warehouse or will be lucky enough um, tomorrow or, you know, whenever you're listening to this, Friday, um, February, I believe, 21st. I'm getting confused on days is when the public on sale is. So hopefully you'll secure them there or you got them in the city presale or the warehouse. We all know that um, that is probably not possible because all of the ticketing nonsense sucks and platinum tickets are just taking over the entire world. Um, mm. I mean, just today I was looking, just happened to look at West Palm Beach because, you know, I've secured West Palm Beach uppers um, for each night through Warehouse. But just wanted to see what was going on in the city presale. Couldn't snag anything there, but wanted to check today. Sometimes tickets just fall back through the cracks and saw quite a few, you know, it was lit up blue. Um, all lower sections were lit up blue. I was like, hmm, that's interesting. Let me see here. Oh, they're all platinum. They are all in between, somewhere between $350 and $600 a pop. And then what Ugh. do we also have? Verified resale tickets, Nolan, which means someone went through the city presale or they mm-hmm. bought a platinum ticket and have now flipped it already for mm, whatever they want. And I saw some lower tickets, upwards of $1,000 per ticket. Verified resale. Are you kidding me? Those people should be mm. arrested immediately. That's scalping. Uh, what Ticketmaster yeah. and Live Nation are doing are legalized scalping. And 
Some people are saying that the band is complicit in this, that these bands are allowing them to do it. And if so, shame on you and not shame on you Pearl Jam, because apparently they're not allowing for any platinum tickets this year for any of their shows. It may not be an apples to apples comparison with DMB or any of your favorite bands that are allowing this platinum garbage to be going on. But <laughs> Nolan, this has me riled up. Yeah. It, I mean, it's always been an issue. It was such a big issue that I believe Obama tried to get involved uh, when he was president. So like, oh. it's it's been an issue. It's not going away. The bots uh, are a problem still, I think. It's scalping, and it's not cool. And, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily think DMV is to blame. And they had, like, the cheapest concert tickets for forever. Yeah. So I can't really be mad at the band on that. I think it's more on the ticket masters of the world. Um, they just do not have it together. I did get end up getting Raleigh tickets through the warehouse, so that was that was nice. But I tried to get Dead and Company tickets. I tried to look on the the presale um, that I registered for and everything, and they sent me a code, and the code didn't work. Oh my gosh. It was just a disaster, and the tickets were crazy expensive. And I went back and looked, and they're even more expensive. And I don't understand. It's so weird. And now this year they've started to charge more for an aisle seat. Which, granted, I get it. An aisle <laughs> seat is a is a perk. Like it's very nice to have. But just all of a sudden now, twenty twenty. Oh yeah, we'll just tack on twenty bucks because we effing can. Yep. And some people were saying that you'd have to buy if you were to buy. You couldn't just buy one or something. I do think that there are singles available now on the aisles for that aisle perk or whatever. But that that the first two or three, maybe even four seats in the aisle um, next to the aisle or whatever were at that bumped up, uh, jacked up aisle pricing. I mean, just it's nauseating. I don't know what anyone's going to be able to do about it. I think, you know, the fans have been fighting for years Maybe eventually it'll come to a head, but um, you know I think everyone shares in our frustration, and we share that frustration with you. We, uh, it yep. just it stinks, man. It is not cool, but luckily uh, when you go lawn at the gorge, that is not terribly expensive and is fairly easy to get. So we will end this segment on a high note with we've got all of our gorge ticketing materials. And we are ready to go. Next is the tracking down flights and renting a car. So we're going to get on that next. Yep. Hopefully we will get a uh, big massive SUV and we'll be good to go. All uh, six of us. So we will be making that trek and we cannot wait. And what we also couldn't wait for was the 2020 shows to begin. And Nolan, baby. Did they ever begin with a Dave and Tim weekend at Riviera Maya in Mexico? And Nolan, why don't you Ooh, yeah. why don't you lead us in here? Because I don't think my mind can wrap around what happened over those three gorgeous nights down in Mexico. Oh well, Dave and Tim delivered in a big way, and these may have been their best sets that they've played in Mexico. Um, this was the fourth year at Riviera Maya, first at Moon Palace, and. We got a, several reviews saying Moon Palace was very nice. Um, shout out to Cheryl for uh, providing some quality content for us that we are using on this show. And part of her review, she had this to say, Most of us are blown away 
just how Dave and Tim Acoustic can produce so much sound to really fill that space on the beach. It is also very windy there and adds like a cool element uh, to the show. It is one big party with everyone singing along. And a little foreshadowing uh, on the podcast, the guest made the weekend the most special. And Bruce, I think we have to agree with that and will be playing music from those guest spot songs. Yes, absolutely. And thank you, Cheryl, for everything. Um, We'll thank you probably throughout this podcast, but thank you to everyone else that was so just incredibly engaging with us over the weekend, sending us stuff, tagging us in things on Instagram, um, you know, messaging us, providing content, even without tagging us, just providing DMB um, hashtagged content that we could find, Dave and Tim hashtag content, just stuff all over the place. We felt like we were there. You know, it was just, it was incredible. And, you know, night one this year, was a special night, not only for the people there, but for everyone um, that uh, celebrates Valentine's Day because night one was on Valentine's Day. And what a way to kick it off, Nolan, by Dave playing one of his best love songs and one of his, I'm sure, most true to his heart love songs in O. What a great opener. Love O is an opener. This is actually the first Dave and Tim O opener, which is Pretty cool. I believe it opened a few shows, Dave and Tim, back during the DMB, excuse me, hashtag DMB two sets. Solid way to start the weekend and Valentine's Day. And Bruce, there were a few more uh, love songs and surprises along the way. Yeah. Most notably, of course, Grace is Gone in the three spot in this show. But then a little surprise in Alligator Pie showing up, which pretty unique dave and tim i liked it oh man i love alligator pie uh dave and tim version the full band is fine it's a you know it's a little bit more hard driven and they don't have a violin anymore so it's a little weird but man the dave and tim one was fun uh they cut it a little short at the end i think they were kind of messing with it and then you can see them end it and dave was just kind of like yep uh, we're done yep okay we'll just end it right there uh so that was kind of cool to see in a video but you were talking about um in relation to valentine's day some love songs we got a little I'll Back You Up mid-set, which is really, really awesome. I don't know the last time Dave and Tim played I'll Back You Up, but um, it doesn't seem like it's very often these days, and it's just such a beautiful song. It really is. I would love seeing I'll Back You Up at any show. Yeah, I believe it was played last, Dave and Tim, June 7th, 2017 in New Jersey. So, yeah, it does not... It does not get a ton of play, uh, Dave and Tim. So that was that was nice to see, you know, a sl- uh, slow, steady start to the weekend. Yeah, I'm sure it got played probably a lot back in the day. Just probably not as much yeah. recently, which, um, you know, we want to see it all the time. Another song that I will always associate with Dave and Tim is Do You Remember? After they debuted it uh, at Farm Aid and just, I thought, crushed it. Um, it's another fun version. Dave says something before the song like, a classic Dave line about some of y'all might not like this song, but I like it. <laughs> he said, that I like in it Mexico? too, Dave. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Just keep playing it. Yeah. I don't, I don't have a problem with, do you remember full band or Dave and Tim? So, you know, I don't know what the complaints really are there. Just probably that it's overplayed, but I mean, whatever, who cares? 
Um, and one song that is not overplayed is Virginia in the Rain. It is not played enough. Yeah. Especially the way that they're playing it right now, the way that Dave and Tim play it. So good. And Dave Solo plays it. No, I mean, oh. Oh, they get into it. I mean, it is, and it's so different from how it was on the album. Yes. The album is like slow and methodic and I, pretty much a perfect studio track. And it's great. Here it it has energy and Dave gets into it and I I love what they have done with this song and Dave's acoustic guitar playing is is very good on this very aggressive it just changed the whole tone kind of changes um it's just a very unique thing obviously being you know acoustic you know with being guitar driven and not keys driven um it's oh it was great and a little note here I actually thought about this and confirmed it just now looking it up on the almanac um every song that was sound checked the day before was played on night one so what it goes to show you you know they sound checked just standard stuff they're running through it they're going through each guitar you know drop d with bartender they're going with the raise b with o they're going um high falsetto on probably satellite they're going piano on out of my hands um, you know, just, and they're testing all this different stuff. That's what you'll see in the sound check there. They're just running through everything and there you go. It's all thrown in there on night one. So they did not have any, you know, sound check surprises. They knew people were listening and they just threw it all out there first night. Boom. Let's get the regular stuff out of the way. Pretty still solid Dave and Tim show. Um, you know, they rounded it out with two step set closer and a, aborted crush bartender, encore closer which is a pretty cool way to end the first night yeah i don't usually think of bartender as a as a dave and tim closer um but i love it dude i'd like to see it close a full band show that'd be kind of cool oh why not yes the variety do it i know speaking of variety and doing it night two they open with loving wings that was the first time they'd have been played as an opener since uh 2015 and Dave and Tim, they hadn't opened with it since like 03. I think they did it a few times as well with that uh, drop D tuned guitar. I think maybe into the bartenders that they used to do. Um, mm. 03, those long bartender intros and Loving Wings was thrown in there. This one introed kind of right into Don't Drink the Water, another drop D tune. And man, this yep. was really cool. What a way to open a show. Yeah. And I mean, they just they set the bar. Pretty high night one and uh, night two just, I mean, goes way beyond night one. And uh, it starts with the Loving Wings opener. Shortly thereafter, you get a run of Tripping Billy's One Sweet World. And then your favorite song, Come Tomorrow, which it sounds better, Dave and Tim. For sure, as do a lot of things. I think a lot of things become more tolerable in the acoustic setting. And with just Dave and Tim, um, I'd actually propose that a couple times on the summer tour that Dave, Tim, and Jeff come out for the encore, E1 slot, come tomorrow. If you're going to play the song, do it that way. And just a few times, Mm. I know that it would be awesome to do like a lover lay down that way too and all this other cool stuff. But if if you have to play come tomorrow, that's how I would want to see it. I like that. I like that. And I know you had mixed feelings about the next song. I mean, the rest of the show is terrible, so we can just probably move on to night three. Um, 
Stone is next. And, oh, man, did they crush it. Play it more now. Play it always. <laughs> it is, oh, they nailed it. And they just, I mean, they played it. They played it perfectly. It, I, yeah. They had to have practiced. Um, they were confident. Dave <laughs> was just, it was like, he, right? It was just like he played it every damn day. Didn't miss a note. Um, I mean, ugh. I'm so impressed by Dave in the outro, the way he strums the outro. Yes. I, I'm i not sure how he does that and the way him and Tim are so locked in. And Oh, yeah. I mean, him and Tim sound like one guitar. It's just they become, like you said, so locked in. And it just sounds one big loud. It just awesome. It was awesome. And um, I mean, I could talk about it for days, months, years, and but if we did that, we wouldn't be able to talk about this incredible run right now that begins with Stone, then Lover Lay Down, what, and then Minarets, huh, and then Tim Solo, okay, cool, and then mm -hmm. Dave comes back. They're kind of milling around for a moment. And then Dave talks about how great it was for Amos Lee to open for them. Oh, man crush. Love him. Love you, Amos. Just <laughs> incredible for the Mexico crowd to be able to get such a just talented opener. I mean, just what an incredible musician. Unbelievable. I just, I'm so jealous. Um, I've seen him He's got times. pipes, man. Oh, I mean, yes, his voice is incredible. And he comes out for Angel from Montgomery. That is Ooh. what a cool guest placement, Nolan. What a what an awesome decision there. Yeah, it was perfect. Uh I'm glad to see they didn't try and redeem themselves and go with the maker um after they played that with him this past summer. <laughs> Angel from Montgomery was perfect and it is one of my favorite cover songs that uh the DMV does or in yeah. this case Dave and Tim they they nailed it it's a beautiful version and i think we should listen to it let's do it it's flies in the kitchen i can hear them buzzing i ain't done nothing since i woke up today said dude's got pipes i mean those harmonies are beautiful just amos's voice is incredible 
Well, and just a great song selection. I mean, kudos to Dave for choosing that. Yep. And it sounded like they actually practiced. Yeah. Now, I don't know if Amos in the summer, you know, maybe forgot or they didn't actually rehearse. I don't know what happened, but it just it didn't work. This worked. And that audio, by the way, was courtesy of Cheryl once again. Um, Killing it. Shout out to her um, for the YouTube videos that we are using her audio for. There were no tapers, unfortunately, that it seems down in Mexico. So we only have YouTube audio for everyone. So if you hear a lot of chompers talking, <laughs> it's because all we have is iPhone audio, which, I mean, by all means, sounds pretty damn good. Yeah. It's, yeah, chompers and wind, so apologies, <laughs> but we had to do some serious sifting on YouTube and a little rippage of YouTube to MP3. Great use of the word rippage. Thank you. I didn't know where I was going with that, but <laughs> I liked where it ended up. Oh, man. And I like where this run continues to go with Rhyme and Reason, <laughs> the first time played at a Dave and Tim show since... 1997. Wow. Holy. I mean, wow. That's incredible. Almost. Literally almost 23 years to the day as well. Because it was uh, February 21st, 1997 when that last oh. Dave and Tim rhyme and reason was. I mean, holy smokes. I, this song needs to be played more. Um, it is. It yes. has been one of my favorites since forever. Nolan, I think that we both have just loved this song since whenever we probably first heard it. And yep. it is just one of those quintessential Dave songs. Those lyrics, the, that guitar riff, uh, the DMB version obviously is awesome. But Nolan, you brought up how great Tim is in this version. Ooh. Tim, just from the opening notes, he's playing the slide on the acoustic, and uh, I I think it's what this song needs. I would like to see that mixed in full band. I know it doesn't, it just doesn't get played that much, but we've talked about it before. I'd love to see Tim mix it up and throw in an acoustic guitar on a few songs, and this, this would be one that I would vote for. Ooh, I, I kind of like that. Um, he does play that slide on the electric on Rhyme and Reason Live. They don't ever really play the song, yeah. but you're right. Um, his electric is a little overbearing in Rhyme and yes. Reason sometimes because, I mean, you know, Dave's guitar, his that lick is so raw. And, you know, when you think about the pure definition of the song Rhyme and Reason, like what is everything about that song? You know, it's drug usage, people. Hello. Um, it is so, it is raw. It is you know you're talking about something that needs that just off kilter raw sound, and that's what Dave's guitar has always done for it. And you know when you muddy it with a distorted electric guitar, it definitely takes something away from the song. I think that is a fantastic point by you. Oh well, thank you. I've got a few more <laughs> for this podcast, so keep listening. <laughs> I love the tease, but um, yeah, Nolan, we've uh, we've played some of this song here in the background, so hopefully people have been listening, and you get to enjoy some of that rhyme and reason, and I mean, the run does not stop there. The next is the very first time Dave and Tim has played Butterfly. Oh, What a nice, I mean, 
after having just an awesome guest spot, Angel from Montgomery, then you have the driving, awesome, um, surprising first rhyme and reason, Dave and Tim in 23 years, and then a soft, sweet butterfly first time ever, Dave and Tim. What a nice run. Oh, great run. And honestly, we can, we're going to skip ahead, but the run goes from there. What would you say? Hands of God, Granny, Tim Solo, and then bring out the guests and bring out three guests, Bruce, as Dave introduces the opening act uh, from night one, I'm With Her. And they start out playing on The Maker, and Bruce, the violin, is back on stage with Dave. Oh, boy. Let the speculation begin. Is violin returning? Does this make Dave think that the band needs violin again? Nolan. Yeah, do it. Do it. I don't think so. Do it. Do it. <laughs> Bacardi and Cola, do it. Um, I don't think so, but, I mean... Did you see how nuts the crowd went? Did y'all hear that? Dave, did you notice? Did you see how Dave was looking at that violin player? I mean, he was, and, and it wasn't in a weird way. It was, oh, yeah, y'all are killing it. Oh, that sounds great. Mm, I like this with my music. Uh, yeah, <laughs> they sounded fantastic on this maker. We, you know, I don't even want to spoil what you should be listening to four here in this maker you pick it out for yourselves and then we'll talk about it so here's some of the maker I need the violin back. I just 
I need it so badly. And and that was just the maker. I mean, we haven't even gotten don't 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 to just the next song. no. I I don't know if I can I don't know if I can talk about it. I don't know if I can do it. It's gonna make me emotional. I um I I don't know. Just I can't. All right, we'll talk about the maker a little okay. more then, to so you can emotionally All right, just prepare. Keep talking about the, the maker. I thought I'm with her. They had some nice backup vocals, nice violin solo. I mean, they have their own like half of a verse, and then Dave kind of brings it back, and then you can see Dave directing them in the outro. <laughs> he stops playing guitar. He's got his hands up like he's the maestro or conductor, and uh, it was it was pretty cool to see that. And Dave was. Dave was having a great time on stage. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was a la Dream Girl 05 with the arms raised and just, you know, conducting. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> no, but this no. was way more awesome. I mean, these these ladies can sing, people. You, I'm very jealous of everyone down there that was able to see I'm With Her. Very positive reviews of them, by the way, as well with Amos. Um, but I'm going to start listening to them because I'm a huge fan of violin. Obviously, I love acoustic guitar, and I'm a big, big fan of the mandolin. Um, shout out Chris Tilly, um, and I love that kind of stuff. I mean, like uh, Billy Strings in them, like mm-hmm, stuff like that. Is I love that kind of music. So really cool to hear that, and those they can sing, and it sounded great with Dave and. Yeah, I, I think hopefully you all agree. I mean, hopefully you got to hear some of that and would agree with us. And those of you that were there, we're jealous. Nolan, I think that I'm over my affliction. I think that you can start talking about the next song now. Ba, 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 Yes, that's right. Ants Marching that starts off with Dave doing a countdown and then the violin comes in to start off Ants Marching. And... The place goes absolutely bananas. It was the electric factory. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was. It, Yeah, that's exactly. It started with the violin. Is Miss Sarah Watkins, by the way, from I'm With Her, starts the song just like Nolan just did. That simple, those simple notes, and boom, right into the song. People were like, oh, my God. <laughs> and she has some fills throughout the song, not just a solo at the end. And you can hear yeah. her. The crowd goes nuts, man. And I think you'll be able to hear it. We're not going to play any of it right now. Spoiler alert. You're going to hear this entire song at the end of the episode. So please stay tuned for that. Nolan. Yeah, you can't skip ahead. You have to listen to the whole, the whole thing. You, yeah, you do. Um, to be Because if you actually skip ahead, it will actually rewind to exactly this moment. Um, mm-hmm. so don't even try it, but Nolan, tell me what your thoughts were, your emotions when you heard that there was a violin or when you heard this, uh, recording for the first time, because I mean, I'm not going to lie. It got a little bit up in my feels. Oh yeah. I think I checked on Twitter. I was looking at the sets and, uh, I was so pumped to see that a violin was back and immediately started thinking, uh, like, Oh, well, is she, I, I didn't know who it was. I just heard that it was a violin. So I was like, mm-hmm. could this mean a violin is back? Can we make that happen? Because that's what we desperately need. But it was so awesome to hear Ants with a violin. I mean, it's part of what made the song as popular as it is. 
and the crowd goes nuts. And I'm not going to shortchange the mandolin on this. The mandolin, uh, the back and forth is so good. I loved it. Absolutely. Um, she destroyed it. And her name is Sarah as well. Um, I don't want to butcher her last name. Um, so I'm not even going to attempt it. But it was awesome. It seemed like that she either was very familiar with ants marching or she practiced yeah. leading into this. Because as you'll hear later on, um, I mean, she... I mean, she just absolutely destroys it, and she plays some of Roy's outro licks. Yes, um, in the outro, so pay attention for that. So cool to hear. Yeah, it's awesome. So, um, yeah, enjoy that later on because it is, it really just is awesome to hear. And uh, I mean, I'm jealous of those that were there, and I'm so so glad that we're at least able to hear some modern um, ants marching or dave music with a violin again yeah thank goodness and thank you dave tim and i'm with her for that that was just superb you know they end up closing the show they go best of what's around and then crush as the set closer and then an encore of needle and the damage done dave solo and rapunzel dave and tim to close out night two and man uh, night two was awesome. You and I were texting about it and I was like, I don't know. I think with what they could do with what's left on the table, night three could be epic as well. I don't know how they'll top night two, but Bruce, they may have, I don't know. Oh man. I, yeah, I, that's exactly. We were, we were flabbergasted. Um, you know, if, if they played a DMB set like this, um, the internet oh. would melt. I mean, it would literally <laughs> shut down. Um, people would come out of the woodwork. People that are no longer going to shows would start adding shows. The message boards would be in flames. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, I know the entire band listens to this, and guys, we love you. Um, but if, you know, sets like this, if you're looking to fill every amphitheater and everything that you play, um, then this is the kind of set list that you need to be looking for uh, to do. I mean, this is, and we and we are so grateful that the band is still playing and everything. But man, Dave and Tim just take it to another level set list wise. You know, Dave just starts pulling stuff out of left field, and it is it is awesome, and just not really afraid to play anything. And they shouldn't be afraid to play anything full band. Those guys are all incredible musicians i mean all top-notch at their individual instruments and you know there is nothing that should hold them back there is nothing they could not even practice a song and pull it out and at least sound okay doing it i know that they may um, mess it up but that's okay you know try 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 again keep playing them but yeah nolan night three i mean start it off man because this is as strong of a, you know, this concludes as strong of a three-night run that we've seen in a very long time. Oh, yeah, and they started off right. Warehouse opener <laughs> holds a special place in our heart. <laughs> Got to. And then there's just a wide range of songs just all over the place. Five Under the Table and Dreaming, Four Crash, Four Covers, Two Streets, Two Big Whiskeys, some good stuff mixed in here too much pay for what you get Ooh. fool to think number 27 
Jimmy Thing song that Jane likes, Rooftop. Wow. And that is the first quarter of the song. Yeah, before the first Tim solo there. Um, wow. First third of the show is in just, in, you know, that's pretty insane. You've got old school. You've got new school. You've got rarities. You've got radio singles. That's what a set list should look like right there, Nolan. And there's a lot to sift through in this run here, but I think two things of note is the first time 27 has been played by Dave and Tim since 2014. So that took a little break. Nice. The song actually debuted Dave and Tim way back when there's a really cool breakdown here in fool to think, and we want you to hear it. top-notch I'm I've always been a fan of the breakdown there and I've always been a fan of the outro the court you know the way that Dave plays the chorus and the outro um, it's difficult it's you know not it's not the most yeah. difficult thing to play but it's not the easiest and he makes it seem very easy and it sounded great I think that that is a fantastic Dave and Tim song as is pay for what you get by the way um, shout out to that song all of them all of them literally all of them and Nolan, yeah, you talked about Rooftop being there. That's pretty cool, Dave and Tim. Yeah. But one of the band's best songs ever came up after Tim's solo. And I've actually seen this, Dave and Tim, um, mm. which is just something that I will forever hold in my heart. And it may go on my tombstone one day that I got to see the song, Dave and Tim. <laughs> but. Oh. Those down in Mexico now get to add it to their stats. The Dreaming Tree comes out of nowhere. Yes, and it was so good. They nailed it. They did. Um, it's, <laughs> I mean, it was like that they play it all the time, and I just don't understand it. I don't understand. But they don't. I, exactly, they don't. I don't understand why this can't be played full band. If you think it's too long, then don't make it long. You've already chopped off the last stop. You've chopped off two step before. Make it shorter. I don't care. Play the damn song. Or if it's too long, just use that as use the the slow jam at the end as part of the bathroom break stuff instead of playing Come Tomorrow. Just who cares? Yeah. Who cares when people are going to the bathroom? Exactly, because your true fans are there to enjoy this and appreciate this song. Shout out to Fawn. For this song, by the way. I mean, Fonz, oh, yeah. you're the man. And this song is the man. The the goat. It is awesome and should be played. And we can't wait to see it this summer at the Gorge. But um, it is... It <laughs> With was, Bella. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Just 
just stop it right now. You you stop it. Stop Not it. even joking. Um, it feels so good when he jokes. Um, but just <laughs> that song is incredible, and I and you know what? Just shut up, Bruce and Nolan. Let's just let Dave and Tim do the talking. song is 100% magical and gosh everything about it is it's just perfect it is a top 10 DMB song of all time don't add us don't do it actually do it or do it drive up our engagement on social media we would love that <laughs> argue with us we dare you do it do it do it a few more unique things uh, just the variety here and the uniqueness um is pretty cool. Again, so much to say. Squirm, little thing, and 
an all-time classic Dave and Tim song, Say Goodbye. My all-time favorite version of Say Goodbye is Dave and Tim live at Luther College. Yes. And I think it is one of the band's best recordings or Dave's best recordings of all time. And this version, obviously, is great as well. It really is. They nail it. And they just really get into it. Dave gets into it. Um, and he nails the end of the Say Goodbye. Just just emotion-wise, and hits his notes, and he even kind of looks over at Tim like, boom, we nailed that. Um, or I nailed that, so <laughs> see ya, dude. Um, and <laughs> yeah, it just, it it's so much fun to see full band Dave and Tim. I just love seeing it on the set list. You know what? Let's just play a little bit of that ending because I think it deserves it. absolutely perfect and I'm going to speak again to the uniqueness and variety and hey full band DMB take a look at this stay not as a closer or end of show it's right there kind of close to the middle perfect placement right after say goodbye Ooh, I love that and then double Tim solo the second one being Cashmere, and if you haven't heard Tim's version of Cashmere, go do that now. We're not going to play it, but go find it. Listen to it. <laughs> and then, Bruce, I'm going to let you take the wheel on this one because this, this guest spot is even more of your guy than Amos. Yeah, um, and it's after another Tim solo. You know, Dave and Tim come back on, and... Dave announces another guest, and who the hell shows up but Trey Anastasio. You know, Fish is possibly taking the stage right about now or sometime in the near future here for their four-night run in Mexico. So Dave and Tim and Fish have seven nights in Mexico over the span of two weeks. What, what a blessing the Moon Palace down there is having right now. Dead & Co. were there a few weeks ago. 
um, then Dave and Tim, and then Fish. Oh, good Lord. Um, wow. But yeah, so Trey comes out and dons a 12-string, beautiful 12-string guitar for his own, Fish's own waist, which I think must be Dave's favorite Fish song because yeah. he used to play it Dave solo back in the day, um, and he must just really love this song, as do I. But it was it was pretty cool to hear it uh, that riff played on the uh, 12-string by Trey. Pretty unique. I'd never heard that before. I hadn't either. I mean, Dave obviously loves this song, and he... He sounds great on it. It was cool to hear Trey on the 12. It was basically like having four acoustic guitars up there. It just was so full and rich sounding. And I mean, Dave and Trey were locked in. Best Buds reunited. And they sounded, again, great on this. They did. Um, and, you know, it's uh, what a cool thing to see. I know that we've waxed on, or I've waxed on and off about uh, Trey and know the significance of him coming back with DMB in 07 you know when he was um coming back from his arrest and everything but just to see Dave it's back <laughs> yeah it's back um so you know go back to that episode and listen to us talk about that show because not only is Trey in it but a lot of great stuff 07's back check it out you know Nolan it's just cool to see both of those guys and including Tim still on stage um these guys are getting older oh yeah and it is just it is a real treat for us to be able to still see those guys playing music um so that was awesome you know you probably heard it a little bit in the background there and it just it moves me (laughs) but they played bathtub gin next another fish song which dave and trey used to play acoustically sometimes in the dave and friends encore um encores back in oh three oh oh three i think right yes yeah, so um, they busted this one out and wasn't as good of a performance as Waste. Dave kind of sang the verse a little weird. I think he may have kind of forgotten how he's supposed to do it because, honestly, it's not really a singing. The verses here, they don't trade it and sing this song. It's more of like a telling a story, kind of like you're telling something, and it's more about the music, and Dave kind of tries to sing it weirdly. I don't know. But then they get into the outro, and Nolan it seemed like uh, – Tim didn't really know what was going on exactly. He did okay, but um, didn't really know what was going on. And Dave just started having, I mean, looked like he was having a jolly old time up there. Oh, he's just goofing off with the, I'm not even going to try it. But just uh, <laughs> the second half of the song is silly. Dave was just having a great time. So was Trey. But I actually like the way uh, Dave sang the first part. Um, sounded good to me. Cool. But. Uh yeah. I don't know. It was it was pretty cool to bring to bring Trey out for that. I'm glad I'm glad that happened. Cool experience for everyone down there. Absolutely. Um and you know, obviously with me liking uh fish music, I really was hoping Bathtub Jim would get a little bit of a jam or something from Tim. You know, they could solo a little bit, but they just kinda ended it early. Uh, it was very, very short. And then they all hugged and that was awesome. And then they went on to finish the show, and I really wish Trey would have stayed out for this next song, Nolan. Ooh, Trey on Typical? Mm, that would have been very interesting. I would have loved to have seen a Trey and Tim duel right here. Ooh, that, yeah. Why not? I wish they had. I know. And um, we didn't get it, but that's okay, because... 
the rest of the show, you know, ended up nicely. We've got a Dave and Tim YIM. That's cool. Very cool. Nancy's, which closes a lot of Dave and Tim shows. Always yeah. really awesome. And a very it's a staple. Oh, it's a yeah, absolutely. And um just another, you know, great ending to the show. You've got here on out there in the encore. Dave and Tim, I mean, uh, Dave Solo, uh, a some devil Dave Solo, which is always awesome. A really cool, uh, just ending to the weekend, Nolan. A nice bookend. Yeah, pretty cool. They uh, they ended up finishing up with all along the watchtower, and uh, Dave, you noted this. Dave was actually standing for the entire encore. I guess that's that's his thing on here on out, and he just kept standing up for the rest of it. And uh, his voice was starting to fade there in watchtower, but. Sounded great, and then Bruce, they decided it wasn't actually over, even though the house lights came on, and it seemed like it was done. <laughs> yeah, uh, the house lights kind of came on. I was watching it on um, Facebook Live, so shout out to whoever was doing the Facebook Live. Thank you so much. That was cool. Um, they destroyed the end of Watchtower. That was awesome. And um reports from up close were saying that Dave kind of leaned over to Tim may- maybe as they were walking off and say let's do another one or something house lights kind of came on on the stage and then they went right back off people lost their you know marbles and they came back out and played crash one song double encore crash closes the weekend i can't believe that that wasn't hadn't been played already i know crash is such a dave and tim staple actually dave has said that Tim's parts on Crash are his favorite part of the song. I mean, I I don't doubt that. I don't disagree. It's genius. Go back and, you know, you can listen to this version, but you can listen to the album version and just think, like, Tim came up with that. Like, it's just, it's it's perfect. Besides Carter's, uh, it is. like, military march drum, uh, snare drum, I think that that... Uh, that Tim's part absolutely is my favorite part. I think that's awesome. Me too. And Bruce, that was, that's going to wrap it up for that weekend. And Mm. they have me wanting to go next year. I know, uh, I don't know if it's in the, in the stars for us, but I'd like to do it at some point. Well, I'd like to break some news right now. And, um, someone mentioned that they heard that this year was the first of a four year contract that Dave and Tim have with the moon palace there. In um, in Cancun, Riviera Maya, whatever. So we've got a few years to possibly maybe make it down there. So maybe we need to start saving up and seeing what happens. Let's do it. I'd be down for that. Bust out the piggy bank. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. Well, um, and someone wrote in to us, Scott, um, thank you so much for this. Your review was incredible. He sent us an email that was just incredibly detailed about the entire trip, which if and when we do go, we will reference this email. We have it flagged. We have it saved because it has some great tidbits. It has a lot of great stuff just as far as what to expect. Um, and Nolan, I'd like to, for you to kind of get into this a little more for us. But thanks for the email, Scott. I mean, that was just an incredibly well thought out email and review. So thank you. Yeah, here are a few highlights from Scott. Scott is turning 40 this year, so he uh, he decided to pull the trigger happy on birthday. this trip. Yeah, whenever your birthday is, happy birthday. Lordy, Lordy, Big 4-0. Scott, that's who. <laughs> the trip was about uh, $6,000 uh, in total, uh, and that's with coming from Seattle. Um, so just if you're thinking about 
making the trip. There's a little reference point. He loved uh, the venue, Moon Palace. Thought it was a great time. Uh, his home venue is actually the Gorge, obviously being from Seattle, so he's seen some really cool, cool moments there, but really enjoys Dave and Tim together, um, and at times thinks it seems to free up Dave to be a bit more experimental than he may otherwise uh, be in DMB 3.0 or 4.0 or whatever we're on now. I like where you're at, Scott. We said some similar things earlier. So he's very satisfied with all the more unique moments, um, like Rhyme, Alligator Pie, I'll Back You Up, Angel from Montgomery, Butterfly, Ants, uh, 27, Waste, Bathtub, Gin with Trey, and the double encore with Crash, Enemy, Closer. Great, great stuff, and it made me feel very good about my decision to attend this year, and that is really all you can ask for uh, when you go on a trip like that is you better be glad you went at the end of it. Oh. He said, as the sun went down, they had all the palm trees on the beach lit up with colorful lights, and they shot giant floodlights into the water off the beach to light up the waves, which looked really cool. There were food stands that included tacos, corn on a stick, churros, quesadillas, ice cream, coffee, and then, of course, bars for alcohol. One interesting thing to note, crowd was mainly in the middle age uh, range, more people with money to spend who can make a trip like that. Uh, Not really a younger crowd, uh, with a few exceptions, but... Thank you, Scott, for writing in. I was wondering a lot of that, and uh, you helped answer some of our questions, and I'm sure that'll help uh, in future planning. I also want to give another shout-out to one of our Twitter correspondents who was down there, Greg Davis, um, kept us up to date and sent us some great photos, so we appreciate that. And Bruce, I think uh, we will close the book on Dave and Tim Riviera Maya 2020. Yeah, um, just shout out to everyone that sent us stuff and that helped us and were engaging with us. I know we didn't name everyone, and I'm really sorry. Um, It's tough to do all of that, Um, but, you know, we love all of you and really appreciate it. Nolan, I wanted to touch on one point that actually we don't have in our notes here, but I've just kind of, you know, thought about as we go through all of this is, you know, Dave and Tim did some things that I've thought of Dave and DMB doing for years now, just some of the stuff that fish seems to do just like call outs to specific things or locations or moments or weather, just stuff. Um, and they did it this weekend. Um, Valentine's day, you've got, Oh, um, you've got the, I'll back you up, you know, the O opener, you've got a closer of bartender. Like you're right there at a all inclusive resort bartenders get it. Um, You've just got a bunch of this stuff going on. You've got Tim playing the solo song Summer Night in December. So it's in February. Like it's kind of feels like a summer night there in Mexico. Um, You've got, you know, them bringing the violin on Ants, you know, their most prominent violin song. You've got them playing Rhyme and Reason for the first time in night, you know, since 97. And then Encore calling back to like the theme of Rhyme and Reason of Needles with Needle and the Damage Done. You've got night three with Tim playing a solo song, If the Ocean Had Its Way. Just a bunch of stuff that is, you know, maybe lost kind of in everything. People may not pay attention, but when you go back and absorb 
um, the weekend and you're able to think about it. It's just really cool. It's just like that was well planned. That was well thought out. That was well done. And, you know, if it was all coincidence, then hmm, that was a lot of coincidences. But just a lot of cool stuff. And there's more stuff than that. But, you know, I don't want to get into all of it. But I just thought about it and just think that that's really awesome. And I wanted to shout out Dave and Tim one more time because they did an incredible job here in 2020. And they've got a very high bar or they've set a very high bar for this year. So um, I'm excited. Well said, Bruce. I like the uh, connecting all of those dots. And that is, you know, that's why you come to the Corner of Gray Street podcast. A lot of dot connecting. Quality, quality content and analysis. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. And um, Nolan, speaking of quality content, um, in one week we may get quality content from the Dave Matthews band because here we go 2020 for the band is kicking off with two straight nights starting in Vegas and then at innings fest in Arizona so here we go baby yes February 28th and 29th uh man I hope it's a continuation of Mexico that's that's all I got to say about that um so yep Sometime in March, maybe we'll uh, hop back on the pod and uh, and give you an update on all of that. But no promises. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We exactly. got we got to rest up. This is the off season. Don't forget, this is still the off season. I know. We gotta we gotta rest up and uh, hit the oh. gym. And get ready for summer. <laughs> yeah, and, and and I'm excited, man. Like, um, you know, I I kind of have a feel have a feeling what I think that those two sets will probably be like. Uh, those two shows. Uh, just set list wise. And I mean, you know, having the band back and being able to listen to the music is going to be great. Um, you know, I don't f- really feel like they're going to dust off too much or, you know, get too experimental there in those first, in those lone two shows there, but it'll be good to hear them again. And, um, you know, either way I'm excited and I'll be excited to talk about it, but, uh, yeah. Um, great to be back, uh, talking with everyone, Nolan, great to be back talking with you. Uh, about Always. some Dave music, um, and just wow, what an incredible you know just watching those sets unfold, um, you know getting the notifications for it and then texting each other and being like, holy f, that was awesome. <laughs> oh yeah, man, that was uh, well. If we couldn't be there, I'm glad we could uh, enjoy it in another way. For sure, and I hope everyone that um, was able to go enjoyed it and everything and uh, maybe we'll see you there but for those of you going to the gorge we will see you there and we're gonna leave it there nolan it is time to get up out of here for those of you going to vegas enjoy if you want to send us uh some reviews um or you know pictures photos connect with us on social media nolan's going to tell you how to do so um also innings fest feel free to reach out to us we are game for any Thing. hopefully you enjoyed the music tonight um you know shout out to all of those on youtube that provided that stuff for us and uploaded yo you guys are you guys and gals are awesome and um yeah nolan get us out of here tell everyone where they can find us yeah we all, always appreciate the support you can find us uh on instagram and twitter at gray street pod our facebook page the corner of gray street podcast and our email is graystreetpod at gmail.com thank you everyone for interacting with us on 
social and listening to the pod, we actually hit or have now surpassed a thousand followers on Instagram and 20,000 downloads for the podcast. So we were elated by that news. So thank you so much for listening. And Bruce, send us off. Oh, man. I mean, I feel like I kind of buried the lead there. I forgot about those things. Thank you guys so much for those. Holy smokes, 20 plus thousand and a thousand on Instagram. Like, let's let's get 20,000 on Instagram and let's get let's get a million downloads. Let's go. Let's do this. And, you know, by the time that uh, that we get there, it'll it'll be the gorge. We'll we'll be at a million by the gorge. Like, let's do this. We got this. Um, Thank you guys for everything. Nolan, thank you. Cheers yet again. And um, we'll see you guys and gals next time on the corner of Gracie.
Hey, music fans. We wanted to let you know about Music on the Mountain, a show that will feature Anders Osborne, Dogs in a Pile, and Saints and Liars. This show will be directly after the Divided Sky Foundation's fun run at 2 p.m. on Saturday, May 18th at the base of Akimo Mountain in Ludlow, Vermont. The show is presented by The Phoenix, a national nonprofit organization offering support to those in recovery and anyone impacted by substance use to celebrate recovery. If you're running in the Divided Sky Foundation's fund run, you'll be automatically registered for the show. It's a family-friendly event, and all proceeds from ticket sales and other donations benefit the Divided Sky Foundation. Visit Music on the Mountain, that's musiconthemtn.com, for more info and to get tickets. That's musiconthemtn.com. Hope you enjoy. Enjoy.